You are welcome to Mountain Springs Church Podcast, a podcast where we share teachings, testimonies, and conversations to help you in your faith journey. Now sit back and listen to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mountain Springs Church Podcast. Today, I have my dear friend, Yolanda Battiston with me. Hi, Yola. Hello, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) So good to have you on the podcast today. It feels like it's been a long time coming. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us something about you. And afterwards, tell us about your faith journey. Mm. Uh, my, My name is Yolanda. And I've been with Mountain Springs since it launched in March and just kind of jumped in with both feet serving, (laughs) Uh, not really knowing what we were getting into, but knowing Fidelis and and just had been hearing their heart ahead of the launch um, from some people. But yeah, so that's how we kind of got connected with Mountain Springs and about myself. It's it's hard to think of what to say. Um, The one thing that comes to mind is my first name means violet flower. Oh wow! Um, And I love the color purple, so that is a very personal me thing. Mm. Um, But yeah, I guess jumping into my faith journey, I could say that I didn't grow up as a Christian. Mm. I had the space. My parents gave me the space to to seek for myself. My dad grew up in a Catholic home. My mom grew up in a reformed Christian home. Um, both walked away from the faith mostly. And, um, but they, they honored my own decisions and what I wanted to do. So when I was in high school, I was really struggling, um, with thoughts about myself and just life and things that were going on. I think I'm naturally just very introspective or, (laughs) you know, just think that way. Um, but I was working with somebody and um, I was talking to her um, and we were we worked in a grocery store. So we were just kind of hanging out behind one of the counters. And I, I just I was honest with her and I said, you know, I I think I'm I'm struggling with depression or like something like that. I didn't know much about it, but I'd heard about it. And I said, I think I'm struggling. And she goes, oh, I struggle with depression. I went really because she was like so I don't she did I would not have guessed that she Mm -hmm. struggled with any sort of mental health illness Mm -hmm. anything like that anyway so we got talking and I was like well what do you do do you take medicine do you like what do you she goes I pray wow and that just opened the door to some amazing conversations and I i remember being in classes and and arguing the existence of God, I would have called myself an atheist. I Mm -hmm. didn't believe (laughs) that he was there and was against religion. And anyway, so that just, we ended up starting to talk and we wrote letters back and forth. I asked her some really hard questions about, um, gosh, you know, like creation, the Bible, homosexuality, like all these things that Mm -hmm. were very prevalent in my life at the time. And Mm -hmm. and just, she, she just kept responding and loving me through that. And Mm -hmm. eventually I, you know, invited Christ into my life and it was because she just 
was open to my hard questions and I was probably pretty hard about them, but yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's kind of how I, I found the Lord and, and yeah. Wow. My, the beginnings of my faith journey. <laughs> oh, wow. That is so beautiful. So tell us about how that walk has been for you. I know that you, what triggered uh, that conversation and that faith walk for you and, and encountering Jesus was depression. Mm -hmm. So what happened after you said yes to Jesus? <laughs> after, okay, so I said yes to Jesus and, and we were very focused on finding a church home. I think she had moved at the time or something. So we found, we, we she took me to different churches so I could kind of see all the different flavors out there yes, and <laughs> see what they were all about. And we landed at one um, that I was baptized in. And then I would say shortly after that, probably during that time, I had met my husband now mm -hmm. and uh, he was my first boyfriend, first everything. And I remember it being very important to me that he was a Christian because mm -hmm. I wanted to to learn and to be equally yoked as the Bible says so that we're Beautiful. you know on the same page about things that are really important to us so anyways we um yeah I was baptized and then my husband proposed to me and we got married in six months because his family was in from out west long story short but mm -hmm quick marriage, moved in uh, together in February. And very quickly after that, I fell into a huge pit of depression. Wow. Um, I became suicidal. I did not want to be here. And I can remember one of the, the psychiatrists at the hospital because I had been admitted. I went in and I didn't stay because my husband came to, to help me out. But she she had asked me she said you know you're newly married you know <laughs> what's what's going on like why is mm -hmm. it this way now i can say with hindsight that i entered into a spiritual battle that mm -hmm. i knew nothing about mm -hmm. i had spent i'll say i can't even remember the time frames we'll say 15 to 20 years mm -hmm. not knowing god not knowing anything about that mm -hmm. um entering in becoming a believer and i didn't know that i was walking into a spiritual battle and everything just kind of came to light all at once, I think. And it, mm -hmm. it bubbled up and, um, yeah, it just became a really fierce battle of, I would say it's probably, it was probably about nine years of wow. battling through that spiritual journey. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, and through all of that, I have learned more about God than I think I would have if I just sat down with the Bible and read it because <laughs> I experienced him Wow! in ways. And yeah, it's just, and I learned things about myself that he created me so to be like. And yeah, just it's, it was the hardest thing that I've ever done, but probably the best thing that's ever happened to me because of the freedom I have through all of that. It's God. Wow. So tell us, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did you get free? You know, I mean, mm. what did you do practically over those nine years? Mm. And how did you get to where you are today? It has been a long process. Mm. Um, you can ask my husband too someday. He's free to <laughs> share 
about my journey as well, if it would help somebody walking um, in similar steps. But uh, after I had gone into the hospital, they diagnosed me with, um, <laughs> or no, they, they said that I could use um, a certain type of therapy. So I went into a program, I did that for a little bit. And then they, um, yeah, so they, I went through the program. It was like six weeks, three times a day. And they gave me some skills for my thoughts, um, how to manage them. And after that was done, there was some counseling in between. They basically handed me a book, said, you're codependent and off you go. <laughs> so I was like, I was left without any resources. I was like, I don't even know what to do. I have no accountability. What, like now what, you mm. know, like I have these things, but I don't know what to do. So I Googled um, code, Christian codependency because <laughs> that's what I had. And I actually found a group in Burlington that I was able to go to. Mm -hmm. And it was through going there. And I remember like the first night that I went, I jumped right into a study. It was like a year long commitment. I had no idea. I was in such a fog walking in there that I didn't know. So anyways, I go in and I was a wallflower so shy I did not want to talk to anybody I didn't you know during breaks I'd run out and be on my phone so I didn't have to talk to anybody I was super guarded um, terrified of everything um, not sure what to expect but over time and through relationships and people that I met there who what I say is speak the language of depression or speak the language mm -hmm. of that battle um, it, yeah, it was through relationships that it was healed. Wow. Um, relationship with God, relationship with others, people who walked with me and who loved me and weren't hard to, weren't afraid to tell me the hard things because so good. if, if I was just told the, you know, the nice things or the there, theirs, or, you know, all of that, <laughs> it Fair might thing. feel good temporarily, yes. but it didn't bring freedom. So, so having good. people not afraid to tell me the truth of, you know, maybe how I was behaving or what I was thinking was not true um, or relating to me. Um, I had some pretty incredible people that God has put on my path um, to bring healing so and good. to just, yeah, yeah, help me through that. So that's, you know, it was through that program through and then just being connected and continually pursuing God and, and wanting freedom and knowing without... and. I, this is where I think I said earlier, as we were kind of chatting before this, um, I think he just gave me faith to believe that he could heal me. Mm. You know, I was on medication, not to say that I'm telling anybody to do or not do something, but for me, um, the medication masked the problem mm -hmm. and I needed to come off it so I could deal with it. And it was a hard, hard, hard road to go down. Mm -hmm. um, but that was the path that I had in my heart from God and it brought such a depth of healing that I can sit so here and good. say that I'm free. I Praise don't think God. those things. I don't, I'm, I'm a different person. And while there might be times where I'm, I struggle or I'm tested or I have to pull back out those tools, the things he's shown me over the years, but he like the depth of healing and release from all the things of my past. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's, unbelievable but I believe without a shadow of a doubt he could do that because so like good. this is the body he created he Amen. can he can help us out with that Amen. and lead us into freedom back to where how he created me to be so I guess it's a journey of identity too like that so is a huge good. foundation so good in all of it 
knowing who I am to him, that I'm in a battle, you know, like the purpose that I had walking through quite literally hell and back. Like mm. it's, you know, um, it was, it was horrible, demonic, you know, difficult. Um, but the freedom, wow. Like I am <laughs> living, breathing proof that he can, Amen. he can do all things. Amen. That is so amazing. Yola. <laughs> you know, you, you said that you, God just gave you supernatural faith believe that you can be healed how did you nurture that faith through nine years it was a process oh yeah <laughs> nine years is a long time yes. oh my goodness and it was wouldn't it have been nice if it was like a quick deliverance nine and minutes. instantly healed which he can do <laughs> absolutely i believe he can do that yes. absolutely for me it was a journey i learned a lot through um remind me of your question there how did you nurture that oh <sighs> speaking it out writing it out um i can tend to be pretty passive sometimes mm -hmm. and just let the things of life get to me and and lay down um but one of the habits that i was drawn to during that journey was journaling so mm. i would wake up in the morning and honestly it started with um just reading a devotional i didn't i had never had the habit of waking up i would have called myself a night owl but in the morning, I would just literally turn the light on and, and just start reading through, I think it was Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life, one book. chapter at a time. And so I would good. write out just the simplest thing. So I built the habit mm -hmm. over time. Um, but then as I was journeying through things and facing challenges and facing new levels of, because um, it's kind of like an onion, peeling the layers off, Absolutely. right? So every time I hit a new layer, every time I hit a new roadblock, it would just be okay with God. You literally can do anything. So this is good. nothing for you. So, so just speaking good. of that, writing it out, if I couldn't speak so it, because I wasn't able to speak that many, many times, but just mm. writing it out, reminding myself of who he is so good. over and over again. And having, and then when I couldn't do that, when I was in some places, that's when the relationships mm. were so important to do that for me until I could do it on my own again, so or with good. me, sit with me, remind me of what the truth is. And then it was so like, okay, good. it was just like, it built me up enough to go a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So good. But it's, that was the nurturing was just constant. I wouldn't even see constant because it probably wasn't, but it was enough to just be a reminder that God, you literally can heal me. You could heal me right now. You can heal me or even these things that I think are impossible to get through. And I have no idea what you're doing or, you know, this, this mindset that I'm in or this belief I have about myself or God or whatever it is, this, as we would call a stronghold in the mind. Um, you know, you, <laughs> you can just, you will walk me through that. And I don't know where that came from. Like I'm going from not a Christian to a Christian and I'm going, so to me, that was a gift of faith to he get was. me through that. So Absolutely. I really feel that he blessed me with that, that because it was like, I was convinced you can't tell me otherwise. And you carried through that season. Oh, yeah. So how do you, will you encourage a person that is in the trenches right now <laughs> of depression or any anxiety and all of that you know the that wants to get on the first rung you know mm -hmm. like 
best step what should that person do what would you encourage my the first words that come to mind are reach out mm. um i think from my own experience and walking with a lot of people who have struggled with very similar things the first thing we want to do is isolate mm. and when we isolate we mm. become vulnerable to the enemy to our own thoughts to the battle to mm. all those things that is the first thing we want to do mm. it's too hard i don't want to reach out what are they going to think of me mm. oh here she is again she's doing it again mm. and you know it's a vicious battle but i have tested and tried and it is true <laughs> that when we reach out and we bring things into the light you know there's a lot of love and grace if you have the right people in your life so good to you know keep going even if you end up falling back into that trench again over and over again i nine years <laughs> nine years and wow. i'm sure well i'm not sure but if it happened again and it has along the way where it's not been as bad as it was but if i start to slip first thing i don't want to do is reach out mm. never want to reach out mm. and when i it's almost like i've created this like trigger in my mind as soon as i don't want to reach out <laughs> i'm like now you have to reach out exactly. and it's awful it can be really really awful if i'm being honest mm. it's really hard and it's really awful <laughs> to reach out when you're in that place and i i i just i can so relate to that my heart aches for the ones that are are still there but i just think reach out so good, just reach it? out start there reach out mm. let them help pull you up god will bring those people into your life at Amen. the right time and if you have nobody to connect to he alone can lift you out of that pit if so we reach good. out to him it's relationship so whether it's a human body beside so me or good. his spirit you know like he's there all the time so good and you know it's it can sound i know from when i was in that place it can sound superficial it can sound just like words but i have literally sat there and wrestled with all the things saying not to reach out mm. and had to do it and like just i don't know what i think it was just knowing that if i wanted to move forward like that was part of the process and it happened over and over and over again throughout that and so it becomes easier over time right. absolutely it does but that would be a, a good first step mm. for sure you know, just talking about reaching out, how do you overcome the temptation to feel like it's me again? You know, mm. um, I'm, I'm bothering these people. I'm being a pain. I'm I'm just being a burden to people yeah. uh, by talking about this. Nobody wants to hear about what you're going through. Nobody cares. How, how did you deal with those voices that mm. want to pop up in your head? you know, mm -hmm. when you're suffering with these kind of things? Oh, there were times that I gave into it. Mm. And I will tell you, I laid there for days in wow. horrible pain. And it only got worse. It got darker. And it would just put me into like this twisted turmoil state that I, you know, it's like now I have nobody, you know. Mm. And it, it, I think going into that place enough or long enough, it just, there just came a point that it was like, I guess I have to like, this is the way out. I need to take that step. And so like, I guess it was learning through negative experience that like, if I, if I don't do it, 
very painful. And that road for me probably would lead to death because it brought on suicidal thoughts and mm. like, it just was a very dark path for me. Mm. Um, but, and then, you know, maybe the first time is really hard to reach out. But for me, I was blessed with amazing people to reach out to and, and God <laughs> was there as like, absolutely as well. But yeah, I think it was driven by the alternative. If I'm brutally honest, like mm -hmm. it was do or die. And, wow. <laughs> you know, I suppose if somebody's not quite at that level, it'd be easier to kind of stay in an isolated space because you're just kind of like, you're not a fire under your butt to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose, but it was pretty intense for me. So I think that's what, what drove me to yeah. reach out. Yeah, and even if a person is not suicidal, but it is debilitating, oh, it is sure. impacting your ability to live a wholesome life. Yeah. Reach out, you know, like you said, yeah. reach out, reach out to God, reach out to the people. You know, when I, I talk to people, you talked about journaling. I love it and mm. I, I always recommend it, which is not something from my heritage that mm -hmm. we do. <laughs> journal, what oh. journal? <laughs> diary, you mean your diary, right in your diary? I'm like, no, it's not a dear <laughs> diary moment. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is communing with God, just facing those thoughts in your head and putting them mm -hmm. out on paper. I always encourage people as part of their development of their walk with the Lord, to be brutally honest, mm. like, this is how I'm feeling, Lord. This this is what's going through my head. And sometimes you can't say it. You talked earlier about, you know, going through seasons where you can't say anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I can't totally relate. <laughs> but you can write it down. Mm -hmm. You can write it down. And for me, I found that writing just unlocks something. It, it, it lifts that oh, it thing. Does. You know, I, I start out writing those prayers then I find myself speaking that, yeah. you know, so do something, don't stay crippled. You feel crippled, do something. Yeah. Um, and you also talked a lot about community. Tell us a little bit about that part. How important was community and the right community? Um, how important was that for your healing journey? Mm. I feel like I could talk a lot on that. I, I think it was pivotal, like just huge in my journey. Um, having the right people. So the people that I ended up, by God's grace, being surrounded by were people who had struggled with addiction mm. or um, mental health, mental illness. Um, like they were in pretty dark places, but we were all at different stages. So some ahead, some behind, like, but I was surrounded by people who were seeking the same thing as me they were seeking the freedom found in god they were building the truth they were bringing things like the whole you know study thing i did was all about bringing it out into the light mm -hmm. i talked about things in my past that i'd never told anybody before and it was so hard to bring it out but in that space with the right people it was amazing because it just it brought so much truth and i heard so many me too's which mm -hmm. was the enemy told me that it was just me. Exactly. It was just you. Mm -hmm. You're disgusting. Like the mm -hmm. things that would go through my head, like nobody's going to want, why I wouldn't want to engage into a relationship with anybody, friend, 
husband, whatever, because it's like, they think I'm disgusting. Mm. I'm completely repulsive. Who would mm. want to be around me? Like, those are the kind of thoughts that I would think, but being around the right kind of people, like, and, and people who believe the truth of God, because I mean, that's, that's like the foundation, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what I'm going to go back to and, and try and rebuild those and, and reframe those thoughts with. But I would like to say that, you know, like that might've been a program I went to that was, was specific for that kind of ministry or to serve those kind of people. But I could just remember thinking over and over again, like, this is the church. This is what the church should be. Like mm -hmm. we should be able to, to bring these things into the light, to be prayed for so that we can be healed mm -hmm. and to share with one another mm -hmm. and, and to, to, to love on each other in such a way that, that, it can let God work and do that kind of free, like bring that kind of freedom. Mm -hmm. So, and honestly, that's what I see at mountain Springs that is being fostered because, Amen. and that is a big part of what's drawing me there is I'm going, I see that same community here. I see the spirit of God moving who he can do all things. He can do Amen. this through, and he works through people, right? Like Amen. that's the whole thing. And, and there's unity there. It's just such a, a beautiful thing. So I, you know, even as I'm, I'm talking, I'm thinking like there's a whole community of people that are willing to listen and to, to hear and to walk and to pray with you, you know, right there. Um, you know, so it's, yeah. Uh, that is so beautiful. You you say that. And, uh, I think this is such a God moment for someone listening. And if you live in the Hamilton, mm -hmm. um, Burlington area or the Niagara area, find yourself a church. And of course, you can come to Mountain Springs, mm -hmm. but you you need a faith community. And again, another question I had in mind when you were talking about this. So just talk to, to me a little bit about pre-pandemic and post-pandemic you know the the mm. power of showing up because in your case with your program you had to show up every friday right yes <laughs> faithfully every friday yes. every friday it was what you did on fridays come yeah. rain or shine mm -hmm. hell or high water right but how was that discipline of just showing up in community mm. how did that help you to journey through to get to the other side of depression of depression yes oh so many ways like i think it's just that the spirit can move through people in different ways mm. and the things and the experience and like the words people would have and one person in particular i can think of that god put on my path who literally like i could talk to her just about the things that I was experiencing and she could just say me too. I know, I hear you, I understand. And this is how I walked out of it. This is wow, how I so good. turned. This is how, you know, this is what God showed me. And it could be so different good. for everybody, but it was just like, it's just faith building, like hearing people's testimonies so and, good. and it, like, cause if I'm alone, I'm not gonna mm -hmm. sit there and just naturally think about all the people who are healed and, you know, and, and what God can do, like that takes work. But when I'm in a community, when I'm plugged in, when I'm hearing over and over again, like the mm. message is just getting drilled in my head, mm. it starts to overcome the darkness, right? Absolutely. The light will always overcome the darkness. It's the biblical truth principle, whatever you want to call it. But it's like, 
it's true. It's it will abolish the dark, and he uh, through the work of the spirit, he can help us. Whether it's with people, ourselves, with the word, like he works in amazing many different ways. So good. that he can just bring us out and help us to work out why we're depressed. Because mm. I, my own personal belief is that depression is a symptom of something deeper. Mm. And so true. Say that again. Depression is a symptom of something deeper. So and for good. me, it was a lot of hurt and brokenness wow. that he has entered into. And I had to let him in. And it was a, a hard battle of do I, don't I, do I, don't mm -hmm. I? Because it's very vulnerable. It's scary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But worth it. A million times I would do it again. Wow, so so good. I mean, I'm just hearing different things, uh, as in, <laughs> and all of them very good. All mm. of them amazing. Yola, you're doing great. Mm. But part of what I, I, I've heard you say, you know, is is the healing in community and and just how God moves, just so, so multifaceted and multi-directional. Oh yeah, and it's so different from the experience of just watching a sermon at home. You know, yeah. it, it's in the interaction. It is taking the word, working it and hearing somebody say me too. Oh, I went through that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's in those conversations. I mean, just thinking about Mountain Springs Church, even since we yeah. launched, how beautiful have those after church and oh, before yeah. church conversations been, you oh, know, yeah. even if it was for three minutes, but just diving in and talking about mm -hmm. those vulnerable places. And mm -hmm. this is how I fought those battles you know mm -hmm. and just encouraging one another that's how we grow and that's where we grow mm -hmm. and i'm saying this because you you mentioned it so beautifully earlier that people in this circumstance you feel isolated mm -hmm. you know when you just feel like you know what i don't want to go out anymore i'd rather just do church at home and just watch oh, online it can you, just become a vicious cycle it for becomes me. a vicious cycle yeah. you know you're just yeah. there and then you each Sunday, there are more reasons not to stay yeah. about it. And you're like, I'm doing church, but it's actually symptomatic of something deeper. Of course, there are people who have various job commitments that might prevent of them course. from going in yeah. or family circumstances. But people, I encourage you, I think we encourage you mm -hmm. to, to get out of your house. I remember talking to someone recently and that mm -hmm. was what I told the person, get out of your house and get to church yep. on a Sunday, mm -hmm. do life with other people, let people, give people the opportunity to love on mm -hmm. you because depression thrives in isolation. Oh, it does. Right? And you said beautifully, it's it's symptomatic. Okay, we're running out of time here, <laughs> but it's getting really great. And so maybe we'll do a part two sometime. Mm. But there was something we talked about uh, when we were chatting before we recorded this. Uh, and we said talking about pathways, well-worn pathways. And you said something really <laughs> interesting. You said the enemy doesn't have a lot of resources. He just sows the seeds and sits back and watches <laughs> watches watches it germinate and we nurture it ourselves it doesn't even have to try hard you know so yeah. talk to us about those patterns and, and you talked about growing up with those patterns of thinking mm -hmm. that became strongholds that god has set you free from so talk to us about that a little bit okay so <sighs> For however long I wasn't saved before I, I knew God, 
um, I was part of the world. I had thoughts that were of my own, that I made up, that were out of media, you know, like that the enemy could have planted. I can think of some things that happened in my childhood that were very demonic, but, mm -hmm. um, anyway, so, you know, like my brain is, is trained a certain way. I naturally think these certain thoughts, either it's disgusting about myself or, um, about the world. So like, I just have these thought patterns and I've learned that it takes like over the time God would show me, like I'd be saying, God, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling this way? And he would point me back to a thought I'd had. And I realized I have thought that my entire life. I didn't know that was a problem. Wow. And it's such a well-worn path that it was just a habit. Like mm -hmm. I didn't even consciously think that thought mm -hmm. until I asked God, invited, invited him in and, and it, the process almost slowed down enough that I could peg it and go, whoa, mm -hmm. I'm, thinking I'm thinking this thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. this is what I'm thinking. And then inviting him into that process and like basically replacing that thought, creating a new path so in the mind good. to say, this is the truth. And it's, it's intentional. This is the truth that God says about me, mm -hmm. about the thing, about the, what, this is what he says. So good. It's, it's black and white to him. Like this is, this is what he says, but it takes work in the sense that every time now I am triggered with that thought, mm. I have to say the other thought or what the truth of God is. And so I, I have to, like, I start to go down that well-worn path and I'm like, no, no, no go to the other side, go to this new path. And if, so good. if, if I haven't been on that path long enough, like if you think of it with like some long grass, you know, one mm -hmm, path, there's mm -hmm, some mm -hmm, dirt, you can mm -hmm. really see where it's etched in. Right, from being right, doing right, that. right. And the new path, I haven't been down there in a few weeks. <laughs> I can't really see where it is. Where is it? So, you know, like until we start wearing that out mm -hmm. and I've even prayed, I've said, Lord, let the weeds grow over that old path. Amen. Like in my mind, like just fill so it right good. in. Let me not go back there. So good. Um, but yeah, so that's like the pathways in the mind. And there's science that talks about um, neuroplasticity or something where yeah. it's like we can rewire our brains. God so made good. it that way. Say that again. We can rewire our brains. He made it that way. Amen. It is his design that we Amen. can physically heal. Our brain can heal. It's Amen. amazing. Yeah. Amen. Your brain can be re rewired no matter how dark your thoughts are, no matter how dark those places you go to, those pathways. The beauty of God's creation and the gospel is that our minds are made to be renewed. Mm -hmm. They can be renewed. <laughs> Weeds can go over those pathways, yeah. those well-worn paths, yeah. and the Lord can cover them up and... In fact, it, I just thought about programming when you overwrite a program, mm. you know, I just feel like he can do that. He oh, can, yeah. he can write over those well-worn pathways and, and you partner with him by thinking those new thoughts, you know, you have your go-to versus those it is written, you know, your equivalent of what mm. Jesus did with the devil when he says, oh, I'll do this. He mm -hmm. gives him a thought and Jesus' response was, it is written, mm -hmm. you know, what is your comeback for the devil? Like, yeah. take that devil moment, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, and I can say I'm living proof. Like, I have a hard time remembering where I was. So good. That's the evidence that my brain has had so much healing, my mind, mm. and out of that, 
you know, the, the, the Bible talks about being transformed and it so means good. like, what is it? Caterpillar to butterfly. It's not metamorphosis. Oh, <laughs> metamorphosis anyway, yes. the Greek word of that. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's, I would kept thinking about that through the whole process. Like you will make me new. I am going to be new, but the way he originally intended me to be so before good. the world got to me, before so the good. enemy got to me. So good. Know? So good. Love that. Love the whole concept of the renewing of the mind. And if you take aways here, it's a journey. Mm. Get on that first step. Um, reach out to people and let God help you transform your mind and your thinking with his word. Get in the community. And if you are in this area and you need help, you can come visit us at Mountain Springs Church. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Yola, for giving your time this afternoon to just share. It's just so beautiful. And I usually like to end with prayer. So there are people listening to you that different phases in their journey and they're struggling with depression or just any form of a mental illness. Mm -hmm. or some people don't even know that they're struggling, you know, but the telltale signs of isolation and wanting to be alone, mm -hmm. you know, has started. Just pray for someone that God will bring them freedom and, and healing and send help to them, even for that person that is suicidal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Father, we thank you so much for this time that we get to remember all the things that you have done um, all the things that you do. Father, wherever my voice is touching right now, wherever this is playing, even those that haven't heard it yet, Father, I pray that you will just work things all together for their good. Amen. Father, that your light will just shine so brightly in that darkness. Amen. Father, that you will give them strength. Amen. No matter how many times we fall, Father, that we slide down, that we're in that miry pit. Your hand is waiting Amen. to pull us back out again. Father, you are loving. Your word is just full of the story of how you just keep coming back and reaching out to us and call it like it's just a story of your pursuit of us. And Father, I just, I know from being in that place that it can feel like you are mean but Father, I just ask that you will just reveal your loving kindness, your loving heart, your light Amen. through people. Father, that you will just create connections that were Amen. never there before. Amen. That you will give them courage to reach out. Amen. And Father, that the people that they come in contact with that will be touched by you, yes, that will you have are. your grace and love for them Amen. to speak truth, the hard things, to love, to listen to walk, to just be, God, we're created for this community. We're created yes, to be Lord. together with yes, you Lord. and with others. And I just pray that that unity will bring healing into people's lives, along with all the other things that you do to bring healing and transformation in ways that we could never ask or imagine or even know. You are able. You are able. And Amen. it's in your son's name we pray this. Amen. Amen. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Yola. And thanks everyone for listening. Till next time, stay blessed. Bye.
thank you for joining us for today's episode. We trust you were refreshed as you listened. If you would like to hear more, you can visit our website at mountainspringschurch.ca where you can find information about our services and about how you can partner with us on this journey. Thank you for listening today and God bless.